This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. God, for the glory of his name, is reconciling and reclaiming all things to himself. He's just yearning for you. He's longing for you. He wants friendship and relationship with you. He needs you. Oh, you're breaking his heart. No, he's going to break you. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. This, like, when you say, I, I just can't believe in a God that would, you realize it doesn't matter. You don't get to define God. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us a man who knows the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people? So, thank you for joining us. We are finally going to finish up looking at Romans 1. Uh, It's been a while. Uh, Go back and check the other four parts if you're just now tuning in. Uh, you'll need yeah. to know the other four parts in order for this to make sense. Uh, well, to, yes, but l- let me tell you a funny story. So <clears throat> I was at a, a, a dinner, a, a dinner deal for some friends I have that are going overseas. And uh, my old roommate was there, one of my old roommates. And he came over and, you know, he, he's a guy that me and him, he subscribes to the podcast, but me and him, like, if we start talking, we talk for hours. It's kind of like I you mean, and me. Yeah. But I, I mean, <laughs> we would have nights where we would start a conversation at like 8 30, 9 o'clock, and we wouldn't finish until 2 a.m. I mean, oh, yeah, we man. just talk wow. for hours. I mean, great. And we have, you know, com- a lot of differing views, but it, the conversations were so rich and edifying. Um, very scripture based. Everything was directed right back towards scripture. I'd be, I'd say something like, you know, well, what about this in scripture? And he'd be like, yeah, but then we got to look at this and it's just back and forth. You know, it's really good conversation, but uh, you know, he came over and he talked to me and he said, you know, I'm really enjoying your Romans, uh, your Roman study. And he goes, when are you going to finish that? (laughs) I'm like, we're finishing it soon. I promise. So Travis, I know you're listening. This episode's for you, buddy. There you go, man. There you go. Well, um, and, and because we're, we are diving into, uh, and diving into and, and expositing probably some of the heaviest passages of scripture found in the new Testament. Um, uh, uh, AG, why don't you pray for us, man, before we, uh, before we get started and then yeah and then absolutely we'll, we'll kick it off yeah lord we thank you for this time that we can gather together and uh uh we can dig through your word whether it be you know those who listen on friday or those who who download and listen you know whenever and wherever they are father we ask that uh that our hearts would be changed by these passages these are not passages that we should come to lightly but mm-hmm. that we should we should we should allow them to weigh heavy on our hearts because even as we're about to see the verses that we're going to break down and look at, 
this is where if we once were, if not for the grace of God as mm-hmm. believers, this is where we would be heading. Uh, so we thank you for pulling us out of that, Father. We ask uh, for your spirit to keep us and hold us and, and guide us and direct us. And we ask that uh, this exposition of uh, the, the last portion of Romans 1, we ask that it would just be glorifying to you, Father, in everything that we say and do. We love you and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, man, I kind of thought we should, we should back up and, and not, not go through what we've already gone through. Uh, cause the last time, uh, the, the three of us, uh, Nick, myself and, and AG, uh, last time we, the three of us were together, we, we walked through 18 through 25 and then AG, uh, he, he did uh, 26 and 27, uh, a few weeks back. Um, but, uh, man, I kind of, I kind of thought just for context, we should read 18 through 32. What do you think, man? Sure. Should yeah. we do that? Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, and I have a feeling we're both reading out of the same translation, the non-Arminian yeah. standard Bible. That's right. That's right. Uh, all right. Romans 118. Um, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish hearts, foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in the lusts of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. The word of the Lord. 
So what's interesting to note here, and I just uh, kind of wanted to, um, just as an introduction, uh, talk about the different types of wrath uh, that we see in Scripture. Uh, we see eternal wrath, um, and that's, that's, that's hell. That's the lake of fire. That's where Scripture says the worm dies uh, and is not quenched. Um, you have eschatological wrath, and we see some of that in all of it. Discourse in Matthew 24, the book of Revelation, chapters 6 through 19. You know, you've got massive judgments uh, that, that, that appear and open up. And uh, wow, if you've never read the book of Revelation, please do so. Um, you've got cataclysmic wrath, right? The flood, Sodom and Gomorrah being wiped off the planet. Um, in the New Testament, you've got the destruction of Chorazon, Bethsaida, Capernaum. Uh, look at the destruction of Rome in, in 70 AD. Um, and then you've got, um, you know, hurricanes, earthquakes. Um, uh, one of the examples that I read about uh, this week was uh, in 75 AD, Pompeii. There was a volcano that erupted and the, the ash and stuff that was in the air when people breathed it in, they immediately died. And however they were, they were, whether they were standing, arms in the air, whatever the case may be, that's how people found them because it was mm -hmm. an immediate asphyxiation. That's right. Then you've got sowing and reaping wrath, right? Hebrews says, whatever a man sows, he, he reaps. Um, but the wrath that we're, we're seeing here is the wrath of abandonment. And, mm -hmm. and AG did a great job uh, of, of really talking about that um, in, in the last uh, episode out of Romans 1. Um, and there are other places in Scripture where you see the wrath of abandonment. Um, the sons of Israel in Judges 10, uh, Samson in Judges 16. And, and what's interesting in that, that account of Samson, Samson didn't know that the Lord had departed from him. Um, but he had because his hair had been cut, uh, in acts 14, uh, scripture says that, that, um, uh, that the Lord will remove, remove himself from generations. Um, and then now we're here in Romans one and we see in verses 24, 26 and 28, um, wrath of abandonment. Mm -hmm. Uh, we are seeing God, uh, and, and AG, I'm quoting you from the last episode, man, removing his restraining grace, um, and giving people, um, a hearty, uh, shove. And, and then, uh, in, in, in my studies this week, uh, what was interesting, uh, man, I, my mind was blown. Uh, and this is why it's so important to study, uh, languages. Um, why it's, why it's really important to get into the Greek and the Hebrew, because sometimes in the English translations, we can lose, mm. um, we can lose some of the emphasis. Um, and so, so just kind of starting to, uh, to plow through this, um, you know, at verse 28 is where we are. That, that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's the subject of this episode, 28 through 32, and finishing them this up. Um, you know, so, so Paul says, and they uh, did not see fit to acknowledge. Now the they, uh, big picture, this is a collective society. It's, mm -hmm. not, um, it's not a church, however, is something I'm, I'm going to get into later. Um, it does apply to those who call themselves churches. Um, and in fact, you know, just, well, I'll get, I'll get into that later. Um, but uh, it says they didn't see fit to acknowledge. Now, something interesting that I, I found here, I was listening to Martin Lloyd-Jones talk about this. And Lloyd-Jones was saying that this word acknowledge um, in the authorized version um, uh, what he was preaching from when he preached on this, uh, he said, it means, it means they didn't approve 
of God in a testing way, like you test metal Mm -hmm. to, you know, so, so they, number one, people think that they can test the Lord and uh, that, that, you know, that we can make God in our image instead of us being made in his, uh, and, and think that he uh, is the clay and we are the potter. Um, and that is absolutely not true. Um, that is, uh, that, that is the most serious sin you can commit is rejecting God in that Mm -hmm. way. Um, and, uh, and so that's what acknowledge means there is to, is to approve, um, uh, to approve in what your knowledge of God is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, Paul saying just because, so they didn't see fit to, um, acknowledge God any longer. And in, in my personal reading, I, I just, I, I got stuck on the word any, and, and to me, and, and I didn't read this, I, I didn't read this any, in any of the things that I studied, but I just, I read that and it just shows the great patience yeah. and the long suffering mm-hmm. that the Lord has for us. Um, even those of us who aren't of the elect right? The rain and the, the sun rises and falls, the rain uh, falls on the just and the unjust. And, 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 and uh, even us as believers, Lloyd Jones was talking about this. How many times do we just take that for granted and don't, don't approach the Lord thankful and grateful mm-hmm. for those, those small blessings. Um, and so now it says that, Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, I just wanted to give an example. Cause when you were talking about go, going back to acknowledge Right. Yeah. The idea of, of testing God and not approving of God as it right. relates to our knowledge of God. So so an example of that would be when you talk to someone about God and, and their response is, well, I can't believe in a God that would do X, Y, Z. Right. Because it doesn't fit their mold. Well, as soon as you say, I can't believe in a God that would, you know, and then whatever follows is probably something that you just quoted from scripture or something like that, you know, uh, at that point, what they've done is they've rejected God and they put themselves in the place of God. Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm that, that is the start of, um, of, of being handed over right. and being given over. Mm-hmm. And, and I wasn't going to necessarily jump into this right now. Um, but, but I, but I think I will, you know, Paul here is talking about a collective society um, but one of th- this, this is scary stuff, you know, when, and if, if you hear any hesitation in my, in my voice, um, it's heaviness. It's, it's, I'm feeling the weight of the text, mm-hmm. um, because y- you, you don't, you, you don't want to be here. Right. You know, you, you don't ever want to be at a point where you're not acknowledging God in your life and mm-hmm. in, in your, in your lives. Um, and uh, when you get down to the, to, to verse 28, right. So, so the, the slopes starts at verse right. 18, but yeah. by the time you get down to verse 28, full speed, man. it's your full speed. This thing's yeah. on starting to unravel. Yeah. And, and what you're going to find is, is, is there in verse, verse 28 as well, when God gave them over, uh, we see an example of that in Thessalonians also, which in talking about from an eschatological point of view, the book of Thessalonians is, uh, saying that God will well, again, give them a shove in the direction mm-hmm. that they're already going and what they truly want in their mm-hmm. hearts so that his judgment may be made complete. That's right. And this in verse 28, this is the third time. And uh, I mean, and you mentioned it 24, yeah. 26 and 28. This yep. is the third time he's mentioned giving them over. Now, mm-hmm. the, the giving them over, if we go back to, to verse 24, mm-hmm. the first thing he gave them over to 
was the lust of their hearts. Right, right. Right. This is if you think in our culture in America, right, the what would would exemplify that? Well, you'd have to go back to the 60s and the sexual revolution. The, yeah. Right. The, yeah. you know, free love, burning of bras, all that stuff, you know, but that is a, a giving over to the lust of what you want. Yeah. yeah. Moving into 26, they're given over to depraved passions. And what follows in that, as you see, is homosexuality. Right. And we passed that a long time ago. Yeah. Right yeah. now, and 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 to now that we're seeing in verse twenty-eight, the giving over to a depraved mind—that's a mind that doesn't function right. So now, and yeah. when we when we get into this vice list, one of the one of the vices is inventors of evil. And what do we see in our day? We see just crazy inventions of evil. Well, I and, mean, and, yeah, and. Yeah, and we will we we will get there. Uh, I don't I don't want to get I don't want to get too far. I mean, <laughs> don't like, <wanna> spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I mean because th- there was a picture on social media last week of uh, you know you want to talk about inventors of evil. You want to talk about wickedness and where society is. And this was heartbreaking to see. But there was a there was a girl who had a tattoo mm-hmm. on her stomach. I think I think you shared it actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, a tattoo on her stomach of, of a baby being being murdered. Yeah, and they were celebrating it. And when, when you, that's when the you, thing. That, when you that's look at thing with the abortion deal, because now a lot of people for some reason think that you have to convince them that it's a, that it's a baby. No, you don't. They already no. know. They just don't know. care. Yeah. yeah. They're not. And, and they're trying to, people are trying to say that they're victims. Also, No, they're not victims. They're no. willfully murdering babies that they already know are babies. They just, they don't want to, they don't want the responsibility. They want to do what they want to do and live in the passions of their own heart. Yeah, well, and and again, uh, going back to acknowledge, uh, you know, we see in verse twenty three it says they ex- exchange the image of the incorruptible God for an image, uh, not of the incorruptible God. Uh, we see in verse twenty twenty five as well they exchange the truth of God for a lie and worshipped mm-hmm. and served the creature rather than the Creator. And one of the between the matters episodes we talked about the Union Theological Seminary and uh, repenting to plants and. Um, you know, listening to, to, uh, Dr. Albert Moeller talk about that on the briefing. I mean, there were, there was a lot more to that, um, than, than I had thought and anticipated. Um, you know, and, and I even said in that episode, I mean, that's Justin Peters pointed out that that's below the crawling creatures. That's, that's, that's truly being given over to a depraved mind. And so that's what the crawling creatures eat. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so, so let's talk about that word given over, um, that, that it's the word, uh, paradidomai, and it literally means to hand over in a judicial sense, um, you know, for, to, to rec- being handed over to receive, uh, condemnation, the, the sentence, um, uh, that, that has been, uh, given to you. It's the same word in the Greek to describe when Christ was handed over uh, to the Pharisees. And then we see it elsewhere in Scripture. Uh, we see it in Acts 8, Acts 12, Acts 21, Acts 27, Acts 28. Um, it's all over the place. Um, and so, and, and, and A.G., you pointed this out in the last episode, to a depraved mind. So first you've got sexual immorality, and you pointed out the, the sexual revolution in the 60s. And then, um, you know, verse 26 lesbianism, homosexuality. Um, look at, you know, in, in, in the, in the last, uh, the last president, 
um, made it legal for crying out loud. Um, you know, so, so we've, we've gone past that, but, but this is, this is a third level. This is being given over as, uh, as Dr. Steve Lawson reminds us, um, to, to that total depravity. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, the restraining grace has been removed and God has said, this is what you want. This is what you're choosing. This is what you're worshiping. Um, go, mm-hmm. go. This, this, yeah. this is ultimately what you want. And so, right. yeah. um, I'm, back, I'm going to, that's back to that shove. I'm not just going to leave you to it. I'm going to shove you in that direction. Right. It. Right. And, and, and going back to, you know, uh, earlier in the chapter when he says, you know, th- those who suppress the truth. And I think you mentioned it again in the last episode, it's like trying to hold a beach ball underwater. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, the illustration that Dr. Lawson gave was handing a drowning man, a bowling ball. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's that. And so, um, now here's, here's why I said what I did at the beginning when I said, this is, this is about a collective society. Um, but it also can apply and does apply. I wholeheartedly believe, uh, to those who would, uh, call themselves believers and those who would call themselves a church. Now, whether or not they're a part of the invisible or visible church is not up to us to decide. Um, uh, we can make, uh, calls based upon the fruit that we see, you know, but just this week, Bethel, you know, I'm going to quote Bill Johnson here. Music bypasses all of the intellectual barriers. And when the anointing of God is on a song, people will begin to believe things they wouldn't believe through teaching. So here you have a church which really, let's call it what it is. Uh, it's a cult disguised as a church. Um, uh, and this man is admit admitting that they're trying to bypass the mind. They are trying to suppress the truth of God. You know, and Martin Lloyd-Jones said that judgment is coming and it's going to, as scripture says, begin at the house of God where it should begin because of the claim we make. Mm-hmm. Close quote. That's quote, close quote. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's one of those things that when you, when you get into this, the thought of, uh, of God handing you over and giving you over to your sin, um, is terrifying to me, um, especially, and I'm not going to get into it here, but especially after everything I've walked through recently, um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a terrifying thought, man. And then, um, I mean, just, just thinking about once once the handing over reaches the mind, right? Because everything mm. that we do in the Christian life first filters Starts. through the mind. That's right. right. That's Romans 12. Be transformed by the renewing yep. of your mind. That's where everything has to start. That's because right. once it comes through the mind, it then channels through the heart, which then comes comes through the body and outward expression. And what um, James says, right? James says where sin, yeah. where, where sin is born is in the mind. The battle yeah. is for the mind. When you that's see right. scripture say we need to hide God's word in our heart that we may not sin against him, the word heart in the Hebrew is is the whole person. It is the that's mind. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, the heart yeah. itself is just a muscle that pumps blood. Right. Every Everything that you know and that you feel comes from an aspect of your mind. That's right. That's uh, right. N- not the, the organ in the center of your body. Uh, but I mean, once, once the depravity, once the handing over reaches the mind, the only way anyone can ever come out of that mm. is, is by the grace of God That's pulling right. you out yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
depraved mind there is is a mind that's that's absolutely incapable of any sort of rational thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, look at what's going on in the world. I mean, there was this big climate change event where this 16 year old Swedish girl is getting up there and quoting Mark Driscoll. How dare you? Uh, and, uh, and, uh, sorry, sorry. Um, but I mean, she was, and then there was a meme that I saw that one of our, one of our, one of our buddies put on social media. That was a, it was the two of them going and which one did it best. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not digging at anybody. I'm, anyway. Um, so, you know, so, so, so look at this. I mean, you, you've got, again, millions of people worshiping the create the creation um fighting, let's take this let's take an example for from climate change and 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 killing the earth but these are the mm-hmm. same people the same people that are supportive and encouraging and we'll get to it towards the end of the chapter but give hearty approval yeah towards the the murder of of innocent children yeah so go ahead what were we, you gonna say? Well, well this this mind that is incapable of rational thought let's let's take just an example from i I think it was maybe 2014 2015 when it really the news came out about it but a guy who went to transform himself into a goat wait what do you not know about this no (laughs) there was a guy in sweet sweden ireland something like that he went to transform himself into a goat. I mean, he even had some kind of surgery where he had an extra stomach put in, or and he would what? go and he would eat grass. Yeah, hold on. let me see if I can find it. Let me. Let oh me gosh. But I mean, even still, you had when when Obergefell started coming out, you had like one woman went to Paris and married the Eiffel Tower. You had people trying to, you, you know, they live their lives as cats and dogs and and again, again, the, the depraved mind, in, mm-hmm. incapable, in incapable of 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 rational thought. And and, and you, you go back, you go back again to, um, to verse twenty two, professing to be wise. They they became fools. So professing to be clever, professing to be uh, smart, professing to be in touch with reality, professing to be fill in the blank, they became fools. And in the Greek, there is morano, which is literally to play the fool. Yeah. So so here it is. In in 2014, a 33 year old uh, British freelance graphic designer who was in debt decided uh his name's thomas thomas waits uh transform began transforming himself into a goat where he would uh he, no he, he developed and developed an artificial prosthetic stomach that would enable him to eat and digest grass uh why <laughs> the i mean the the answer, mine. <laughs> we're talking about the answer yeah 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 I mean, yeah, and so, so the the very next phrase in that in that passage is to do those things which which are not proper, and that's a result of the rejection. Mm-hmm. That's a result of right. people rejecting the knowledge of God. And and again, as Ag as you said in the last episode, um, there is enough knowledge of God, and the fact that there is a God in general revelation, it's enough to condemn us, not enough to save us. That's, that's what right. special revelations for Romans ten, um, and, uh, and and so. So it says that 
you know, that the, they do the things which are not proper. And we just talked about multiple examples of that. But then it says being filled with all unrighteousness. And so being filled there, first of all, the word being is an active That's right. verb. Is that a verb? I know people who would know. My wife would know. I can't, I can't, I don't know. Anyway, but it's active. Like it's know. being, right? Yes. It's yeah. yeah, it's being filled, which is plurao. And 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 a good way to think about that is not filled up like you have a glass of water and you're filling it up and it overflows. But as Dr. Lawson explained it, uh it's 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 your the glove and it's whatever is the hand that's in the glove, it's that's moving, it's 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 in the mm -hmm. grip of it's being controlled right. by it literally is what it means in the Greek. Yeah. Being whatever, whatever is 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 accomplished. That's what it means being filled with all. So it's all complete, total. Un well, that, that go, go back to filled because okay. filled yeah. that that word filled is the same word used in Ephesians, Ephesians five, where we are to be filled with the spirit. That's so, right. so, so the glove analogy is we are to have the spirit is to be the hand that, that moves and guides us. The glove. That's right. That's right. But in this state, the, the wickedness and the evil of the depraved mind and being handed over is the hand that moves the glove. Right. Right. And then back, yes, to all, all unrighteousness, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, which, which is total depravity. Right. And so that's, you know, unrighteousness there is violating the law. It's, it's mm -hmm. iniquity. It's, uh, um, I mean, it, it, it is, you know, the opposite, the antithesis of righteousness, of holiness. Uh, and then we get into this vice list and it's, it's the longest list in scripture, um, of, of a list of vices, a list of, of sins and behaviors behind the total, uh, depravity that we're seeing. And just as AG stated earlier, this is the brakes are not on the brakes are not working. This is full speed ahead, uh, downhill, uh, the downhill slope. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it wickedness, uh, you know, that's, uh, that that's evil plots and scheming and, uh, greed is a desire and a grasping for with aggression in the Greek, it said for more, a you know, for, for, for what you are not supposed to have, uh, covetousness, um, you know, and then you got evil and that evil there is, is the desire to injure others. And again, Just in order to supply your greed, right? In order to, in order to satisfy that mm -hmm. craving uh, of greed and and wickedness that you have, and you're willing to kill for it, murder, mm -hmm. uh, strife, right. which is constantly arguing and bickering, and uh, you're a liar, you know, constant trickery, um, malice, and that's 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 defaming and hatred, and then. You know, and then he starts walking through a second list of gossips and backbiters and whisperers and slanderers. And and then right here in the middle of the section is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. It's haters of God. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's actively hating God. It's violent. Your 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 insolent is another word for that is violent. Um, arrogant, uh, meaning you know, you are you're you're raising yourself up above others. It's you. Everything, self-esteem, self-promotion, self-awareness, self-fill in the blank. Um, and Steve, that's all our culture is about. Absolutely, self-care. Right? How many times do you hear self-care? Uh, and and 
Now, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it is it's important to take care of yourself, and that's a biblical uh, concept to take care of the temple of the Holy Spirit sure, and to, yeah. uh, you know, to, to, to that, that's important. I'm not saying that. Um, but what I'm saying is when you raise that and elevate that to a level where you're loving yourself more than you love God and more mm-hmm. than you love others around you. Um, and as Steve Lawson, I love, I'm going to quote Dr. Lawson here. He said, quote, you're, you're strutting straight to hell. Yeah, yeah. Close you're quote. boastful about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got the chest out. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and you, you're, you're flaunting the feathers, baby. You're flaunting them out. Peacocking. Peacocking. Right? Yeah, strutting yeah. like a peacock. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That, that, so, you know, <laughs> it reminded me uh, of uh, that the episode of The Office where he calls in Dwight. Uh, in the hotel room to say that he has bed bugs and he's, he's describing the bed bug. And he was like, he was like, what was its temperament? Was it like smug? He was like, so smug. He was just strutting around. He was like, Oh yeah, that's a bed bug. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Oh man, that's awesome. Uh, But no, it's, it, but the next word is boastful and you said it, Mm -hmm. uh, AG it's, it's, it's boasting. So, so, but, but that, but that word boasting there is like, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's like, a oh, what's, um, compulsive liar, right? Someone who's constantly telling stories to raise themselves up to be the hero oh, of, of the, every yeah, story. The, the exaggeration and yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now you mentioned this inventors of evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and my goodness, are we seeing that today? And it's, mm-hmm. Again, and it's a it's a it's a scary thing to see, and and I think that's that's one of the that's one of the things that is so heavy on me is is uh, you know we're we're seeing this in society, and to know that as a nation, mm-hmm. like as a nation, and and I think I mean based on what I see, what we see in scripture, uh, and, and, I, and we've said this on other episodes uh, when when you know Nick and you and myself were, were doing it was we see the abandonment wrath of God on our nation. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because we are, again, we're seeing these very things, and and you know what what are we going to see tomorrow, right? right. What, what what's going to yeah. happen when we turn on the news tomorrow morning? What what are we going to see? Um, and and so, so yeah, so so Paul, he keeps going, disobedient to parents, and why that's important. Um, oh my gosh, I have a funny story about this. Uh, well, it's not funny; it's kind of sad. Um, uh. It, and again, th- th- this just goes back to the the importance of this is going to be a little bit of a rabbit trail, and I'm, I apologize. Uh, this goes back to the importance of not exercising hermeneutical gymnastics. This week, I have seen and heard so much of that, and that is when I study scripture for my own personal sanctification. When I study scripture, um, uh, and, and and talking to my wife about the Bible, and um, and. Uh, uh, I don't, I, I always want to study and show myself approved, even if it's for my own sake, right? I want to make sure that I'm getting it right in context. I want to make sure that I'm not, um, I, I, again, I, I'm just not, I'm just not taking things out of context. And so it's important to, to talk about this disobedient to parents here, because I've actually heard people tell uh, others, because in Ephesians it says to to honor your parents, and that this command comes with a reward. Mm-hmm. And I've actually heard people take that as if you do this, 
God's going to take care of you. There's going to be this hula hoop of safety around you. Nothing's going to touch you. You're going to be fine. Uh, you're not, you know, you're not going to get sick and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm actually there. I'm not listening to this online. I'm actually in the room and, and, and I, I swear my jaw was on the floor and my eyes were probably twice their size. So I'm like, that's not what this means. The reason that Paul is mentioning this in Romans, he mentions it in Ephesians is because in the old Testament, if you did not obey your parents, you could be put to death. The reward of not being disobedient to your parents is that you get to live. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, so, <laughs> but the reason that that's important here is because if you're disobedient to your parents and they're supposed to be the ones closest to you, regardless of whether or not they're believers, by the way, um, that shows you have no regard for authority. And this is this is why loving the discipline of the Lord and loving discipline that is meant to be restorative and corrective is so important. Um, and again, please know I'm not just sitting here saying that. Um, I'm not going to get into detail, but I've experienced this recently. And it is something, and I'm to the point where I am very grateful. And I was at, I was at the time very grateful for the Lord's discipline in my life. Um, very, very, very grateful. But anyway. So, um, moving on without understanding. Mm -hmm. So we got inventors of evil, disobedience, parents without understanding. Again, no discernment, no mm -hmm. rational thought. This goes back up to, um, this goes back up to the depraved mind piece. You're not able to discern right from wrong. You're not able to discern, uh, heresy from not, you're not able to discern, uh, when someone who professes to be a pastor is trying to talk about speaking in tongues and completely taking the book of Corinthians out of context. And yes, I'm, I'm, I am speaking specifically about someone. Um, but it's, it's, it's important. Like when, when I look at this list and AJ, you chime in, man, like when I look at this list, obviously there are times in my life and I know there are times in your life and all of our lives where we we do some of these things. Sure. We have moments mm -hmm. where we are inventors of evil, that we're slanderers, right? We mm -hmm. have moments where we're boastful. We have moments when we're unmerciful, untrustworthy, unloving. Um, but the difference is it isn't it isn't full speed ahead. And That's for right. those of us who are in Christ, we we will respond. Uh, to his discipline and by his irresistible grace uh, will be rescued uh, from that. So well, that's the difference between the, the, the restraining hand of God and the, and, and the right. release of the restraining hand of God. So when we, we'll just take arrogant, right? Because oftentimes, especially being reformed, I mean, sometimes we come off as arrogant and sometimes we are, let's just be honest. Sometimes we are arrogant about it. Uh, Absolutely. But, but what I have happens? Been. I mean, we, what does the spirit do? He convicts us of that. And that's the restraining hand of God pulling us back so that even in our arrogance, we're humbled. And then we have to go to whoever we were talking to, mm. whether it be a single person or a group of people, humble ourselves and say, man, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Right. And that's the difference. So so when you see the restraint, the, the restraint of God on a believer versus someone who falls in this list that has been pushed in that direction, once they reach this point, those who are ungodly and unrighteous, those meaning those outside the kingdom of God, they don't care about mm -hmm. this. They have no conscience about it. 
Well, okay. So, so some encouragement for, you know, because I would, I would venture to say that most of the people that listen to matter of theology are believers. Sure. We don't, we don't know that we're, we're, you know, we're making that assumption based on, on the people that we have interacted with and, and mm-hmm. talked to, but remember who the, they are. Mm-hmm. They okay. are those outside of the kingdom of God. So yeah. those outside of the kingdom of God that are doing these things is, is, is who God is giving themselves over to, mm-hmm. uh, or, 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 or he's giving them over, uh, to, to that. So, um, and, and I be, do be want encouraged. To say, I do want to say uh, this, and, but it, go ahead. Well, 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 no, it's just, it, it is encour- encouragement. What I want to say is that, uh, um, if we see those whom we know, that are outside of the kingdom of God, that when they act in one of these ways, and then they, the, the conscience of what they're doing, come, you know, draws them back and says, you know, Hey man, I'm sorry. They come to you. They apologize. Yeah. And th- th- this could be a little bit reading into the text, but, but I think, I think it can be validated. Uh, is that that is God working on the person to draw them to himself. Right? Sure. Sure. In 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 order to, uh, you, you know, a non-believer that acts that way, that that they realize what they did was wrong again, you know, sinning against you or whoever, they go to them that you know they ask for forgiveness, they apologize, whatever, you know, because this person in here in these words are the people that have been given over that don't care. The person who is outside of the kingdom right. Right. that does care, I would say venture to say that is God working on that person. And that, I mean, and that's just someone that you need to go more after with the gospel. Right. Well, and, and, and that absolutely, man. And that's a, that's a fantastic call out. Um, and and it is true. I I don't think it's reading into the text again. I mean, we, uh, that is, you find that elsewhere in scripture, Mm -hmm. you know, scripture to interpret scripture. Well, well, I just meant this specific text. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, again, it's, I mean, I still, I'll repeat what I said. I don't think it is because of what else you see in scripture concerning mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, so I, I, and well, and, and you said something, you know, again, you want to talk about um, when we, when we do practice those things and when the Lord does show his, uh, his grace on top of grace, his kindness that leads us to repentance. I mean, you know, when you, you posted something last week, was it, I think it was last week, but about learning things from an experiential point of view. And it's a humbling yeah. thing and, and it really does, it really does help you grow. So, um, so yeah, I mean, what, what Paul's talking about here in, in at the end of Romans chapter one, and he continues all the way through uh, the middle of chapter three, by the way, with the bad news, um, yeah, um, right. is it, yeah. are those out? Yeah. Are, are those outside of the kingdom of God? All of those who are, um, not of the elect, not of God's children. Um, and that, that that is the truth, and so, uh, you know, back to back to the text. We got without understanding, untrustworthy, you know, covenant breakers, um, you know, unloving. So there's n- unmerciful. So there's no natural uh, affection. There's no mercy mm-hmm. at all. Uh, for and 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 again, you see that you see that all over the place right now in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we'll love uh, and, you and, as and, long as you think the way we do. Right, exactly. Be be tolerant, but we're not going to be tolerant of you. Uh, so, uh, and, and so this next section here, and although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death. Mm-hmm. So, and this is huge. This is this is the issue. 
This is the fundamental issue of this whole section in Romans chapter one that Paul's talking about is when we know that we've broken the law of God and, and every single solitary person, and this is scriptural as well. Every person is born with a conscience. Everybody knows when they've broken the law of God. And, but the difference is, is, is these people that Paul's talking about, these people have had their consciences seared with a hot iron and don't feel that anymore. That's right. And that's, that's the importance and that's of killing sin. That's why we do that. That's why we hide God's word in our heart. That's why we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's why it does matter what goes in. It does matter that we're not listening to Bethel songs. It does matter that we're studying scripture with the right hermeneutic. It does matter the kind of preaching that we sit under. It does matter the things that we read, the things that we watch in entertainment. All of that matters because if it's something that's contrary to scripture, it is going to aid in the searing of our consciences. And so although we know the ordinance of God and that those who practice these things are worthy of death, that's eternal death. That's, that's eternal damnation. That is, that is that eternal wrath that I was mentioning there at the, be, at the beginning. So they not only do the same, and this is, this is the one, this is, this is the one that just still gets me, um, but give hearty approval to those who practice them. So they join in and approving, they agree with, they applaud, they celebrate. It's no longer in the dark. It's no longer in the closet. It's exciting. It's, it's the state of New York allowing abortions to happen right up until the moment of birth. And when it's passed, you hear applause and cheering. Um, it's celebrate who you are, be who you are. I was born this way. Um, I, I mean, it is, it is all of this stuff. And it is those who are, I mean, Paul specifically talking about those who give hearty approval. Mm. They, th wow. And immediately, immediately my mind, uh, you know, yesterday I'm, I'm, I'm praying and writing and I'm just, my mind immediately goes to again. And this is why I, I kind of mentioned the church or, or those who, uh, who, who, who call themselves churches, who may may or may not be, but when they start giving approval to these things, just today, the Methodist church is still talking about splitting over LGBTQ uh, issues. You know, just today and this week, the whole climate change stuff. Just just recently, um, you've got. I mean, all, all of all this stuff. You've got uh, uh, churches, Hillsong that that not only say it's okay if 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 you practice homosexuality but we'll actually let you be a leader mm -hmm. that's hearty approval yes um that's wow that's scary um uh, you know in my opinion, and then this is just me. This is just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, please don't hear that I'm calling anybody out specifically because I'm not. But this giving hearty approval to institutions like Bethel, to me, I put it in this category. I do. Because all the teaching of Bill Johnson is doing, he, he does not believe that Jesus Christ was fully and truly God. Um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg as far as the heresies and the charlatan behavior that goes on there. 
and there are plenty of people that give hearty approval to that and go, that's okay. Their songs are good. Mm -hmm. You know, again, that's reading into the text. (laughs) um, You were worried about that. I mean, but that that's reading into the text for me. Just, just because it's just, I, I see that. Yeah. And again, just, this is just my opinion, man. I'm, I'm, we're just talking right now. Well, well, I mean, when you think about, I mean, even just growing up in the South, right. As long as someone calls themselves a Christian, they're, they're accepted. Right. So, and there's, there, there's really no, no one sits around and waits to see if fruit comes from uh, out of their lives, right? They, they say that that they're Christian, and just like the altar call episode that was just posted, man. Like they, as long as they went down the front, they prayed a prayer, they signed a card, we pronounce them a Christian and a member of the church, and then you know we don't we don't second guess it, we don't look back. Um, church places that call themselves churches that really, and you can say that hold to that form of of decisional regeneration. Uh, they they approve this stuff as long as you say that you're a Christian. Well, then you're a Christian, and and really you can live in this and you'll be saved because ultimately their goal is just saved from hell and in mm. in the wrath of God. It's not actually saved in order to worship God, in order to to, to get Christ and worship God for eternity. It's not a love of God. It's right. a fear of God and not wanting it's a, or it's a, more of a fear of hell and not wanting to just burn in hell. It's wanting to to just get their foot in the door uh, of heaven. Um, right. I mean, are you is it one of those things that you just want your fire insurance or do you want Jesus? Right. Right. I mean, so, wh- wh- which. I, I it, mean, and with the, the, the churches, places that call themselves churches that, that give hearty approval to this stuff, it's growing at a, at a, at a rapid rate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, right when when Obergefell decision was passed, reverends and ministers and stuff were just chomping at the bit to be the first person, you know, to to marry a couple, uh, you know, under this this new. I'm not going to call it a law because really it's not. Um, it, it's a Supreme Court opinion. It's not actual right. law. Uh, but they were chomping you know, reverends and ministers and stuff were chomping at the bit just to be the first person, you know, to marry off one of these couples. Uh, and yeah, man, it's giving hearty approval. It's saying these things are okay. It's saying that the sins that hung Jesus on the cross are perfectly okay for you to live in them unrepentantly. Uh, I mean, what, how much more of a slap in the face or a spit in the face of Jesus you know, could you have, I mean, this is literally the, you know, Jesus walking up to the cross and, 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 and giving approval to this is, is being the person that spits in his face that pulls yeah. on his beard. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, denying his deity, mm-hmm. uh, telling people that, that when you, when you listen to these songs, it bypasses all in, intellectual, thought and this 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 is actually it bypasses all teaching um you know that that's a that's a slap in the face to the word of god that's a slap in the face to the infallible inerrant and all sufficient word of god and uh and let's throw another you know, thing I, on that let, let, let's let's throw uh uh false miracles such as growing of legs a quarter of an inch 
Right. Because no, this really, this really ticks me off because you have a guy that his whole thing is going around and growing people's legs out a quarter of an inch. Right. And he, and talking about this great miracle, but you don't ever see him going to the VA hospitals and growing out military uh, yep. personnel's yep. legs, right. That, yep. that they were lost in battle. Right. You, you don't, you don't see that. You don't see well, guys like guys like Todd Bentley, right. Who, who, who was supposedly, and, and that's a whole other thing about him and that guy's loony, but I mean, he's supposedly this faith healer, his, his wife, his first wife, you know, before he cheated on her, <laughs> uh, she, she had, she has a, a rod in her leg. She has oh, yeah. no knee. Yeah. Nope. Well, how come he didn't heal her? Because he can't do what he claims he can do. Why does Bill Johnson still wear glasses and yet talk about all these healing things, right? These healing miracles and stuff. It's because it's a lie. He can't do what actually he says he can do. Otherwise, he would have perfect vision without glasses. Well, it, yeah, yeah. And, and I know, you know, again, it's Paul's specifically talking about a society here, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, a church I mean, is part but, of the I mean, society. I mean, that falls and in, look, that falls it does. into no, no. deceit. And, and, and that's what I was going to say. About it, and then they're arrogant. Absolutely. No, no. And that's, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you, you could walk down that list. Uh, uh, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, uh, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. Uh, I don't know of anything more uh, on the on the scale of unloving and unmerciful than than touting that you have the gift of apostolic healing, mm-hmm. and then not using that for curing. Uh, children of cancer, right. um, you know, just as far as one example. Uh, and although they know, they, they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, mm-hmm. uh, especially those who profess, you know, again, going back to Lloyd-Jones quote, judgment will begin in the house of God because of what we proclaim. Mm-hmm. And that goes for any of us who have ever, or do ever, uh, 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 are, will be called or have been called uh, um, at any time to, to, to talk about scripture. Um, those of us who have call, been called to be husbands and fathers and um, what we teach, what we teach those in our care, we will be held accountable for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so again, seeing this vice list and seeing, uh, seeing some of these things while Paul is being very specific in what he's talking about, the application um, is, is something you can't ignore when it comes to, uh, when it comes to stuff like this. And again, not that, not that we were, I, I didn't intend, uh, necessarily to go down, to go down that road. It's just, you know, I, I see this quote from Bill Johnson about music and, and, and then, you know, you read the lyrics of, of some of the songs that Bethel and Jesus culture have recently within the last month released. Um, they, they do not represent the God of the Bible. They do not represent the Jesus that we read of in Scripture. And all they do, all they do is seek to lull the emotions or excite the emotion and experience over the truth at best, at best. Um, You know, and so it's it's heavy, man. It's it's uh, that's that's why the purity of the church is important, right? So that's what, think about second yeah. John, 
second john 1 10 okay if anyone yeah. does not bring this teaching right do not let them into your house right do not give them greeting well house there is not an actual house it's it's actually the church you don't let them into the church because right. these are letters that are written to the church from john um so so if someone doesn't bring the correct teaching of christ who he is what he has done you're not even to let them in your building you're and 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 i say that in not that you shouldn't let them in the building to hear the preaching of the gospel you're not to give them a position of teaching in in your church let them in to, in order to hear the gospel in order to hear correct teaching but you don't put them in a place where they are teaching other people because they're not bringing a correct teaching that's why the purity of the church is important that's why only qualified right. men are to be preaching the word of god to the people yeah. in the church yeah yeah absolutely man so so just kind of uh you know, so we, we, we read this again, you know, we see that this list and, and being being given over, God gave them over to a depraved mind. Then you have this incredible list of vices and sin that you see. I mean, rank, just absolute rank sin. You know, there's there's only one, um, and, and AG, you said it earlier, there's only one hope at this point mm -hmm. for, for people. Uh, and when I say people, I don't mean specific men and women, but a society, mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a quote unquote, again, as they call themselves church, whether again, whether or not they are or not, but there's only one hope. And that is the, uh, we, we see that back in, in, ch in chapter one, 16 and 17, where I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power, the dynamite of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith for as it is written, but the righteous shall live by faith. So as long as God is involved, there is hope. Yes. As long as you are breathing, someone is breathing a society is breathing and the Lord Jesus has not returned in judgment. <laughs> there is hope. Um, the Holy spirit, he is the one who does miracles uh, you know, we say you, everybody that listens to us knows that we're reformed. Uh, all that means is that God saves sinners That's to right. really just kind of wrap that up in a nice little package with a bow on it is God is the one who does the saving. Um, when people and societies get to this point, that's what it takes. Mm -hmm. It takes faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10. Um, it takes, it takes that, um, that, that, that initial call of of hearing of hearing the gospel being presented the counsel of god the word of god being presented and then the effectual call of the spirit on your heart regenerating you making you new giving you the faith to believe um is is, is what saves um so th there is hope there is absolutely hope there's hope for the united states of america which and again you know our country going back to the beginning of, of, you know, what we read and earlier in Romans one, you know, we not only see God in general revelation, but there, there, there's a church on every street corner where, right. where, where AG and I are. Um, this, the, the amount of special revelation between Christian radio, Christian TV podcasts, um, churches America has no excuse. No, absolutely not. Um, uh, and that goes for all of us. Um, so, 
that there is an element of human responsibility when it comes to our sanctification and, and, and holy living. Um, and, uh, so, so yeah, he is our hope, the dynamite power of the gospel of God. That's right. Yeah. No, no nation, no society can survive without God. I mean, and, that's right. And, and look, looking at America now, there's a lot of similarities between America now and the Roman Empire before. Yeah, God yeah you said that in the last episode too. Yep. It. Yep. Okay. Yep. The, the, there's a lot of similarities, and the only thing that can, and I'm speaking more specifically to people in America, uh, because we've got listeners in, in different parts of the world. So, so I'm focusing right now on only those in America. Uh, the only thing that can save America is not Donald Trump. It is, it's not the American government. All right. It is only by the power of God, the repentance of sin as a collective society, the shedding of innocent blood, the def- the defilement of marriage, the, the, the repentance of sin that we have committed as a nation and that as a nation we have given hearty approval to, yeah. the repentance of that is the in a turning back to God, which was the whole purpose of the founding of the of this country. That's the whole purpose. The 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 Puritans came over here anyway. All right. Uh, the only way America will ever be turned around is repentance of sin and turning back to God. And, and I, I mean, I, I believe that if, if if America were to do that, God would save the country. And that's that's where that's where revival would happen. Yes. Right. Speaking of Lloyd Jones and talking about that, and we've mentioned, I have anyway mentioned multiple times the Great Awakening that happened, and uh, which, by the way, I saw on social media that someone's trying to put on some third Great Awakening conference uh, in 2020. Oh, interesting. Anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, which, by the way, mm-hmm. so, you don't put on a revival. Okay, revival no, happens. You don't create it. From, yeah, that's yeah right. you don't create that's it. Right. It happens by the natural preaching of the word. Uh, that's what I was getting at, and and ultimately, what we you know, if we want to see revival break out, it's it's it's. And again, I'm not I'm not speaking from a place of authority because I have none. Okay, uh, the only authority I have is what you see in Scripture, um, uh, and and that's that's not even mine. That's that's the Lord's um, because it's His Word. Uh, but how that's going to happen? is for uh, those who, who, who call themselves Christian churches uh, to preach the word, mm-hmm. all the word, uh, to stop expositing movies, uh, <laughs> to stop being the hero of your own story. And uh, as Dr. Lawson would say, you need to read the text, teach the text and exhort the will. Um, right. And, 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 you know, print out a copy of uh, sinners in the hands of an angry God and give it to your congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Um, you know, and again, just, just preach the word, pre you, you preach the word of God. You, you, you remain faithful to the depth of your ministry as Dr. John MacArthur would say, and let the Lord take care of the breadth. That's right. And but he will. What, what's going to happen as long as preachers are faithful to the preaching of the word, what they're going to yeah. find out is that the people in the congregation, their hearts are going to be changed and they're going to become more hungry for the word of God. Yeah. That yeah. way when it's not when it's not preached, 
they're disappointed and they they're dissatisfied because because they weren't fed there there's a hole right when you get hungry there's a hole in your stomach and and you crave sustenance so when there's no preaching uh, of the word of god you're you're depriving your congregation of strength of energy of sustenance yeah that w- yeah. that which would sustain yeah. them so right at when you as pastors, preachers, no matter where you are, you, if you're not preaching the word of God, if you're, if you're preaching your motivational speech, whatever, exegeting movies, stop right now. And if you were to start preaching the word of God, right? One, those who will leave, you will know were those who were not truly converted because they have no desire for the word of God. Those who remain will be ever more hungry for the word of God. And I guarantee you, as long as you remain faithful, those who who were lost, who left, will be replaced by more who are hungry. I mean, and I've seen it just in the past three years since I've been at, you know, at our church, is that the more the gospel is preached, the more we hold to, to scripture and, and the faithful teaching of the text, no matter what book we're going yeah. through, whether it's Old Testament, right. New Testament, people come because they're hungry for the word of God. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen, man. Amen. I'll hop down off my soapbox now. <laughs> I mean, that's a good soapbox. You can stay on that one. <laughs> but oh, man, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Romans one. Romans it only took one, us yeah. uh, three a months, months, whatever it was. Yeah, five uh, episodes, and uh... well, you know, it's that's one of those one of those books and chapters, and um, you know, both Ag and I are continuing to study the Book of Romans. Uh, where it's really about quality versus quantity. It's not about how fast you can get through it. Um, you know, uh, our, our aim, right, for all, all believers uh, is for us to be doers of the word, not just hearers, you know, not just yeah. taking in knowledge to store it up and never putting it into practice. And uh, that, that'll that get you in trouble. Trust me. Learn from me. <laughs> What's, it's a, a, good, a good bad example, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The yeah. good example of what not to do. <laughs> right, right. I'm right. I, man. I display that every single day. Well, we all do, man, and that's and that's something that uh, that, that I'm constantly reminded. You know, we, you, everybody hears that expression, right? People suck, man. We we all do. Everyone, yeah. every yeah. single man, man. Every day, I'm just trying to suck less than I did the day before. Right. <laughs> oh, by the power of the Spirit and and the the work of the Word, Lord, let me suck that's, less today. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's my prayer. Lord, help me to suck less. Amen. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's it. Oh. So, but with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, along with wrapping up Romans one, uh, definitely didn't intend for it to take this long. Uh, no, but there it is. It's done. Romans one, uh, and you know, you never know. We may 
if, if you have passages that, you know, that may be trouble passages, send them to us. Be like, hey, man, I can't quite get this. Can, you know, can you guys dig through this and, and, and help me understand this? We would we'd love to do that. Yeah, thank you for saying that, man, because I I, I love it. You know, I I like Mm -hmm. the topical stuff and and how we can apply scripture Mm -hmm. from an an application point. And and again, just right. Three guys just getting getting together and just talking theology, talking the Bible. Um, But, uh, you know, running through exposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the word is, is, I mean, personally for me, uh, yeah. anyway, I can't speak for, for, for the other two dudes, but I, I love that. That's, that's just like, yeah. And, yeah. and just like AG and I were talking, you know, when, when you guys suggest anything or suggest topics or passages, uh, uh, or, or the things that we do, uh, the things that we talk about on the podcast, th- these are things that when we're studying for this, cause we never just get together and just, I mean, wing it and we never have. Right. Um, none of uh, Nick, Nick didn't either when he was doing it. Um, but, uh, you know, it studying this stuff, it, it, it aids in our further sanctification and growth, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and, and, and being conformed more and more to the image of Christ, which is what yeah. it's all about. Yeah. So, so for, for me anyway, thank you guys for the suggestions that have come our way and, uh, keep them coming, please. Yeah, absolutely. Don't stop because eventually topical stuff will run out. You know, and then we just got to revisit old topics, you know, which eventually we may. But I do want to say we are uh, coming up on October, Reformation Month. All right. Uh, Forget Halloween. Who cares about that? Reformation Month. Reformation Month. All right. So this is kind of the plan. And just to, Chris, between you and me, this this is the plan. Okay, man, Uh, I'm ready. All right. We're going to devote our shows to some some aspect of the reformation right what led to it uh you know the benefits of the reformation uh why the the reformation is still necessary today how it's how how it's being lived out today um but also our between the matters you know kind of where where we and, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback from between the matters as well uh but those episodes where we just kind of you, you know off the cuff talk about whatever whatever subject or whatever pops in our head or whatever we did we're going to devote those to some uh key figures of the reformation uh so you can better understand uh and see you know kind of the movers and shakers that that god used uh, for the reformation to bring us back to sola scriptura the scriptures alone as the infallible rule of faith church history is important y'all Yes, church church history is important, and this 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 is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and by the way, th- this year, you know, fifteen seventeen was uh, you know October thirty first, fifteen seventeen was the day that Martin Luther uh, nailed his ninety five theses to uh, the door of the church there in Wittenberg. Um, but a lot of scholars and a lot of theologians believe that fifteen nineteen was the actual year that he was converted. Luther was not converted. A lot of people will affirm this, that he was not converted when he uh, wrote his 95 theses, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's going to be, that, that's going to be fun. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm really excited because I've been yes. wanting to read the bondage of the will and I haven't yet. So I think I'm going to, there you go. There you go. Yep. I like it. There's a lot yeah. of a lot of good stuff in talking about the Reformation in that time, and even uh, the generation after them, which would be the Puritans, uh, 
which, man, golly, I love the Puritans. The, the more I read them, the more I study them, the more I fall in love with them. And yeah. I, I was telling, I, 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 I push, to- I push everyone towards the Puritans now. Yeah, I'm me like, too. You man. know what you need I, to do? You need to read the Puritans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you what, man, I, the, the, this year was the first year, um, in 2019 is, 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 um, I had someone say to me today, man, like you, you read and quote the Puritans a lot. And I'm like, yeah, but what's interesting about that is I just started reading them in 2019. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I would read quotes here and there from Edwards and, uh, Baxter and Sibs and Owen and, uh, you know, Whitfield and, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of them, uh, but never really focused works on, on these men, these, these, these giants, uh, of the faith and until this year. And, and it's uh, it it continues to be very very sanctifying and humbling, uh, and and my vocabulary has grown. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> you, you know what I've noticed about reading the Puritans, because the Puritans were very heavy on the on the application of of scripture and live you know living out uh, what you actually believe, and what it's done for me because obviously you know. Uh, being reformed it's you know we we love guys like luther and calvin and melanchthon and we read them and 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 those guys what you know even though we you know they did live out their faith to me it's, it's almost like the reformation was the gaining of the knowledge and then the puritans were taking the knowledge putting it to the heart and living it out and saying yeah. it can't just stay here to where we just have the right answers. We have to actually live it. And well, King James it and teach it. King James says that the, the Puritans were were just Protestants out of their wits. That's right, and I love that. And um, I, I hope as I continue to grow uh, in my and 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 becoming more and more conformed to the image of Christ by the by the grace of the Lord that people can say that about Chris is like, Hey, that, that dude's just a Protestant out of his wits. Yeah. Um, the the so. continuation, even though Puritans are no longer around, but Puritanism will continue. That's right. That's right. That's right. So maybe, maybe after October, we should dive into some, some Puritan stuff. Maybe. Might bore people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe try to get a special guest or something. That's in the works. Yeah. So, but with that, we're going to get out of here. This has been Matter of Theology and the finale of Romans 1. Hope it was beneficial to you. Hope you learned a lot. Romans 1. And Romans 1. Go go back and listen to the other 4,000 episodes we did on it. So. Wow. Just five? Yeah. Including this one, right? Four. I think four including this. So five total. Five total. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, go in the grace of God. Bye-bye.